There they were. It was evening. A group of people sheltering in place together. There were 10 of them, so they weren't violating a no more than 10 person order. And while they were sheltering in place, they weren't going to work. They weren't going to school. They weren't going out shopping or running errands. They were fearful and they were worried. And they had just tragically lost someone they loved two days before. So on top of worry and fear, they were also grieving and hurting. As they sat in this little room together, they felt very uncertain about the future. You know, this moment could have played out in many of our homes over the last weeks, but this actually took place about 2000 years ago on the first Resurrection Sunday. I'm gonna to continue to tell us more about that moment in a minute, but before I do, I wanna thank you for being here with us in this moment. Thank you for welcoming us into your home. And for those of you who are online guests today at CVC, my name is Chad Allen and I'm the lead pastor here at Cuyahoga Valley Church. And on behalf of our church family, thank you for giving us the opportunity to celebrate Easter with you today. Now, there was a rumor going around this last week or so that Easter had been canceled. Obviously, that's not true. And even though many church buildings may be empty today, we're here because there's a tomb that's empty today. That is what Easter is all about. Easter is Resurrection Sunday, the day that we as Christians celebrate the empty tomb of Jesus Christ, who, after he uh, died on the cross sacrificially for our sins uh, on Friday, rose as he promised he would on Sunday. And there are many words that come to mind regarding the empty tomb of Jesus. But the word I want to focus on and emphasize today is the word hope. See, the resurrection is all about hope. Easter means hope for us, not a shallow, temporary, fragile hope, but an eternal, strong, unfading, unshakable hope that God invites you to experience because of the empty tomb of Jesus. And hope is definitely a word that we need to be reminded about today. Our world's been turned upside down. And in a matter of weeks by the coronavirus, things are just not the same as they were weeks before. Some of your personal worlds have been turned upside down. Job loss, sickness, fear, worry, disruptions at levels you've never expected in your lifetime. It would be very easy for worry and anxiety to really creep in and start to dominate your head and your mind and your soul and your family. But for those who believe in Jesus Christ, there's a hope that has been given to us in Jesus that is stubborn, it's unyielding, and it's fixed even though everything else around us may crumble. See, the resurrection is an everyday reality. It really happened. And it gives us an everyday hope that we can cling to as we walk out our life. The resurrection really happened. And this hope, this resurrection gives us is a very real hope. Now, I want to go back to that moment I started this off with, this group of 10 people. Uh, these were 10 disciples of Jesus huddled in a room, hiding in fear, because their world had been turned upside down. They felt hopeless and helpless. And leading up to this moment, Jesus had been brutally killed by crucifixion on Friday. But here we are early on Sunday morning, and a handful of women who had cared deeply for Jesus were heading to the tomb with the hopes that they could get across somehow to his body and prepare it properly for a burial. But when they arrived early in the morning, they found the tombstone had already been rolled away, and the tomb was empty. They quickly went and told two of the other apostles, Peter and John, what they found. And then John and Peter ran to the tomb to check it out. 
John got there first, then Peter. But Peter actually stepped into the empty tomb. He saw the empty grave clothes. He verified that the tomb was indeed empty. And then throughout this day, 2,000 years ago, Jesus made multiple appearances to others to prove he was alive. Now that takes us to the moment we're at in the text. And we're going to fast forward to Sunday night right now. Ten of the 12 disciples are in this room together. Judas was not there, obviously. And Thomas, for whatever reason, wasn't present with the group. And this, these people weren't uh, watching Netflix. They weren't playing board games with their families. They weren't scrolling through their social media feeds, mindlessly looking for something interesting or checking the news outlets. Since they saw the Jewish leaders conspire with the Roman authorities to crucify Jesus, they were afraid they were next. So they were behind locked doors, afraid, worried, uncertain, helpless, and hopeless. In fact, if you have a Bible, you can join me in this moment. I just want to look at a few verses in the book of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. And the verses will be on the screen if you can't get to the Bible quick enough. And here's what we find in John 20, starting with verse 19. On the evening of that day, that would be Sunday, the first resurrection, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. It's Sunday night. The doors are locked. And then all of a sudden, the resurrected Jesus miraculously appears in the room. Locked doors didn't matter. And he stood before them and he spoke to them. And he presented his resurrected body as exhibit A to prove that he was alive. And we see here that the fearful, worried, and hopeless disciples present were glad to see him. That's kind of an understatement. The original word in the Greek here is the word, uh, Greek word charo, which means extremely joyful. Oversimplified, Jesus turned their frowns upside down. And they went from scared to reassured, grieving to joyful, hopeless to hopeful. And ever since that moment, we still get to proclaim the three most hope-filled words in the history of mankind. He is alive. Now, I want to launch from this moment to something that the Apostle Peter, who saw the empty tomb, saw later. And even though he saw Jesus with his own eyes and, his, um, uh, and, and the empty tomb with his own eyes, it activated this hope, this living hope he wants to talk about. And so in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, we find these verses. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Here we see that those who place their faith in Jesus for forgiveness of sin have this living hope through the resurrection. Not a delayed hope, not a someday hope, not an occasional hope, but a living hope. Because upon confession of our sins and believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior, Jesus comes alive in us. He lives in us. And the hope that is ours through the resurrection is activated and ongoing. The hope is a reality for us right now. 
in whatever circumstances we encounter. And it's a hope that's filled with anticipation and longing for the future heaven that is ours through faith in Christ. An eternal inheritance we saw that's imperishable and reserved and secure in heaven for us. See, the resurrection is a present hope with a future reward. The resurrection of Jesus is the core of our faith as followers of Christ. Strip everything down about Christianity, and at the foundation, the bedrock of our faith, you see the resurrection of Jesus. That's our living hope that sustains us now in our broken state, in a broken world, yet while looking forward to an eternity in heaven that will be sin-free, pain-free, virus-free, quarantine-free, hospital-free, death-free, this is this life with Christ. The hope that comes with the resurrection is a hope of certain quality and thinking in this life and a future life beyond this life, a life that death and disease and loss will never touch again. See, the resurrection is not just a historical event. It's a daily mindset for the believer. In reality, we celebrate Easter every day. The resurrection is an everyday reality that gives us an everyday hope. There's a man named Josh McDowell. He's a best-selling theologian and author, and he logged over 700 hours of studying Christ's resurrection. And he came to the conclusion that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is either one of the most wicked, vicious, heartless hoaxes ever invented in the minds of human beings, or it is the most remarkable fact of history. And that's what we would say. In fact, he said this, he said, no matter how devastating our struggles, disappointments and troubles are, they are only temporary. No matter what happens to you, no matter the depth of tragedy or pain you face, no matter how death stalks you and your loved ones, the resurrection promises you a future of immeasurable good. That's a great way to understand the resurrection. So what does that mean for us? Well, for those of you who have recently lost a loved one or could potentially lose a loved one soon, the resurrection will give you hope if you believe. And it's a hope to see them again if they believe in Jesus and you believe in Jesus. You'll have an amazing reunion for eternity. For those of you who are sick and have limited or failing bodies, the resurrection will give you hope if you believe. Because one day, your corrupted and flawed human body will be transformed into a resurrection body like Jesus had, one we just saw when he appeared in the room. See, Christ's resurrection was a preview of our own future resurrection if we have faith in Christ. And for those of you who have lost jobs or you've lost income or even lost a sense of purpose right now because of the COVID-19 crisis or some other circumstances, the resurrection will give you hope if you believe. Because if you know that God raises uh, people from the dead, then providing for your most basic needs is effortless for a faithful and loving God who's told you that your primary responsibility and purpose is simply to love him and to trust him and to glorify him with your life. And for those of you with a broken heart today, the resurrection will give you hope if you believe because God loves you more than you can ever imagine. And his love is not based on your appearance. It's not based on your performance or even your obedience. See, the resurrection is an everyday reality and it gives us an everyday hope, whether life is good or bad, whether it's easy or tough. This reminds me uh, of an old song that still has a very relevant lyric. I remember many of my spiritual mentors singing this song often. And they would sing, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth living just because he lives. The resurrection is God's public display of victory over sin and death. 
The resurrection is God's way of authenticating Jesus as the only way to have access to God and to receive forgiveness of sin. The resurrection is God's guarantee to our hope. The resurrection is an everyday reality that gives us an everyday hope. You know, the empty tomb is intriguing and it's compelling and it calls us to come in and look and to see that Jesus is not there. And in light of what you've heard today about the empty tomb, what would be your next best step? And as we've talked about the resurrection of Jesus for a little bit here, you will typically find people in one of four groupings. So look for which one best fits you. There first are those who celebrate and share. Then there's those who investigate. Then there's those who reject. And there then are those who receive. So if you are the person who celebrates and shares, because you believe in Jesus, then keep on depending on and enjoying the living hope that's yours because you believe in Jesus. And don't forget, it's our job to tell others and to share the hope we have in Jesus. In John 20, 21, remember, Jesus said to them, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, what did he say? Even so, I'm sending you. So you were to go out and share this hope, this living hope. And that living hope is contagious. You can't help but share it. So who will you share with in the next 24 hours? Also, don't forget, and I want to speak to our church family for a minute, that your online giving is part of sharing. When you keep the strong, uh, the church strong right now and keep this message that we're preaching about the resurrection strong, uh, we're sharing with people. So please don't forget to do your online giving uh, today during this time as part of our church family. Then there are those who will investigate. It might not take you 700 hours, but invest some time to really look into the empty tomb. Here's a few recommended reads I will offer you. A Scandalous by a guy named D.A. Carson, or Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. He made a movie out of that too. There's Evidence for the Resurrection by Josh and Sean McDowell, who I quoted earlier. Also, The Case for the Resurrection of Jesus by a guy named Gary Habermas and another guy named Michael Lukian. You can reach out to us as well, or someone you know who loves Jesus, and say, hey, I just want to talk about what it means to follow Jesus. I also invite you to come back and be with us starting next week. We'll begin a new series called Uncertainty, uh, how we can have a certain faith in uncertain times. And we'll be spending several weeks teaching through biblical biographies, being reminded of God's faithfulness and his unchanging character, and how those who trusted in him during uncertain times found that they could live with a certain faith in our unchanging God. Nothing else is as secure and trustworthy as God, as we have been so dramatically reminded of, at least lately. There might be some of you that hear all this and you just reject it. Please don't. I appeal to you. Pray. Ask God to show himself to you. Ask your Christian friends why they believe and what it's like to have the hope the resurrection brings. And be willing to consider and explore the person and works of Jesus Christ. Now, for any of you in that investigate or reject grouping, if you want to talk or have a conversation, we would consider it an honor to get in touch. So please, please get in touch with us. You can text CONNECT to 440-276-5575. That's CONNECT to 440-276-5575. And that will get us in touch and we can start to have a conversation and answer questions you may have. Now, there are some of you who are ready to receive, to come to believing faith in Jesus today and to activate this living hope that, that never leaves you because it's rooted in someone, not something. 
Now, if that's you, I encourage you right now, in this moment, pick up your phone, text the word Jesus to 440-276-5575. And we'll get in touch to help you take your next step to following Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus. And kids, if you're watching and you want to know more about Jesus, ask your parents about it. And if they need help, tell them to text us along with yourself. And so some of you are ready to receive Christ for the very first time, and we want to celebrate that with you. So I want to transition as we close here to a time of prayer. Instead of talking about God and about Jesus, let's talk to him. And let's talk through those four categories uh, right now. So if you would just take some uh, time and let's, let's spend a few minutes in prayer together. Well, Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the people who intentionally activated devices to log in. And some of them know you and they believe in Jesus and they're celebrating and they need to be sharing so, God, I thank you for these people. And right now, if that's you, I just want to offer you a, a second uh, or two that you can pray and talk to God. And would you just fill in the blank here in prayer? Would you say, Jesus, thank you that your hope helps me celebrate. In fact, you can say, Jesus, your resurrection helps me celebrate this. And just fill in the blank. Jesus, your resurrection helps me celebrate what? Also, we need to be sharing. Would you think of a person right now that uh, you have on your heart that needs to hear what we talked about today? And would you ask God to courageously uh, help you to share the good news of Jesus? So right now we just say, Lord, would you just help me share with, and think of that name and just put that name there. Lord, help me to share this with. God, I thank you for those who are here right now. Maybe they're with a, a family member or a friend or they were invited to come online and watch and they're just investigating. Well, God, I pray that you would help uh, deconstruct whatever barriers have been there in their life to receiving you, whether that's just misinformation, lack of information, uh, maybe a, a religious upbringing that... that uh, callous to their heart through pain or tradition or boredom. <laughs> God, would you activate a genuine, authentic desire to investigate the empty tomb of Jesus? So God, steer them toward reliable information that will accurately speak about Jesus and who he is and what he's done. In fact, you can just say, God, help me understand and explore Jesus. You can just say that right now if that's you, if you're the one who's investigating. God, just help me understand and explore you better. And God, I pray for those who find themselves rejecting. They're listening to this and internally their, their arms are crossed, maybe physically their arms are crossed. and They're just having a hard time believing in the resurrection. God, would you break through whatever barrier is keeping them from opening their eyes and opening their ears to who you are and what you've done. Break down the barrier of doubt or the, or the barrier of skepticism or break through maybe pain that's been done to them in the name of someone um, who, who took the name of Christ but then wounded these people. God, would you move in their heart and would you deconstruct whatever barriers are there? In fact, if that's you, would you be bold enough and courageous enough right now to say, God, I don't know if you're real, but would you just show yourself to me? You can just pray that right now. You know, your eyes open or closed. You can say it in your heart or out loud. God, would you just show yourself to me if you're real? Help me understand who you are. And Lord, I want to pray for those right now who are ready to receive you. I know they're out there. God, I know that uh, even though they're in the comfort of their own home, this message is piercing their heart. Maybe they've heard a little bit before. Maybe they haven't. God, would you just break through uh, right now and open up their eyes, open up their ears, open up their heart as they're ready to receive you. And if that's you today, you can just pray something like this. You can say, Jesus, I need you. 
and I need the living hope that you offer. My sin, my selfishness is a barrier to that. And I could never take away that barrier on my own through good works or behavior. But you took away the barrier through the cross. You died for my sins. And then you rose from the grave to give me a living hope, a relationship with you, and new life in Christ. So right now, I open up my heart, open my life. I want to follow you. God, thank you for everyone watching online. God, I pray that as we get ready to worship a little bit, as we get ready to log off here shortly, Father, that what we've talked about today will just carry through and echo through the hearts and minds of all of us, Lord, and help us to celebrate and share. Help us to investigate. Lord, help us to take down barriers if we're in a place of rejection. And Lord, help us um, step into a place of faith and relationship and belief if we're ready to receive. So thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, I want to thank you for allowing us to come into your home and to spend this time with you. We would love to spend more time with you. I invite you back here next week with us. We're going to kick off that new series called Uncertainty, and we're going to talk about having certain faith in uncertain times. And I pray that as this day carries on, that what we shared today with you will give you joy. It will give you peace. It will give you purpose. And mostly, that it will give you hope. Thank you for being here, and God bless you.